0: Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, Brand Strategist, Executive Coach, Entrepreneur, and Midlife Career Rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Happy New Year, Rebels! We're just a few days into the new year, and by now you may have put together a strategic plan for your new year goals. I have, and I've already helped my clients do the same last month in preparation for the new year. But for those of you who tend to put things off, you procrastinator, you, or wait to the last minute or have already broken three or four of your New Year's resolutions, (laughs) have no fear, all is not lost. Now is the perfect time to regroup and try again. And you're probably not alone because 84% of people fail to keep their new year's resolutions and achieve their well laid out plans. And even if you put a plan together, I want you to pay attention to this podcast because I'm going to share three, a three-step strategy that I use and teach my clients how to use to achieve their goals. It's super simple. It's gonna sound complicated, but it's really super simple. And you actually may get some ideas on how to tweak your current plan to ensure success and become one of those 6% who actually does achieve their goals. We're gonna get straight into it. This is a workshop type episode. So I'm also gonna have a worksheet available for you in the show notes so that you can actually put pen to paper and utilize and go through the tools that I'm sharing with you today. But I wanna share this three-step proof process that will change your life and how you set your goals. So let's get right to it. Okay, step one, it's called review. Now, you're gonna go back over the four key areas of your life and review the goals you set in those areas last year and do a quick analysis of how you achieve them or miss them. Now, this is assuming that you look at the four areas of your life when you're setting goals And it's assuming that you set one goal for each area and not 50 goals. And my guess is if you have set a lot of goals in each of these areas, you probably missed some or just gave up or you may have burnt yourself out trying to achieve them all, which is not the point of a goal. Goals are designed to stretch you and to help you step into a new iteration of yourself to discover new things about yourself and what you're capable of doing. And that's hard to do when you're too overwhelmed or burnt out to notice. Now, the four areas that you're going to review if you haven't looked at these four areas before or looked at it this way are one, your career, two, your finances, Three, your health and self-care. And four, your family and personal life. Now, the reason that you're looking at these four areas and I'm not just talking about your career is because as you know, I believe in career life alignment. I've said before that your career is only one piece of the greater ecosystem of your life. So you don't just want to set goals for your career. You want to prioritize which area of your life demands your most immediate focus. Now, it could be in your career, but it may not be this year. Maybe your career is smooth sailing and you want to focus on some other areas that are going to bring everything into alignment. Perfect. No problem with that. Or if you want to focus on your career, that's totally fine as well. But here's the thing. It's okay for you to set one goal, right? In one area, because if you want to maintain the status goal in one, the status quo in one area, then you can set one goal in the other and really focus in on that. That's perfectly acceptable and actually preferable. When you set too many goals, you split your focus and attention, and you're most likely to miss them than hit them. And again, maybe burn yourself out trying. So for each of the four key areas or whatever one that you focused on last year, you're going to do a review by asking yourself four questions. One, what did you achieve last year? So for career, maybe it could have been a promotion, a money money goal for your side hustle, a new job or a raise. For finances, it could have been so much in savings or retirement or cutting back on shopping or your Starbucks expenses or investing more. For health or self-care, it could have been starting an exercise routine or stop eating sugar or improving your golf swing or reading a book once a month. For family, it could have been taking your family on a vacation to Paris or making sure you're attending all of your kids' games or recitals or having 10 more date nights with your partner. Whatever your goal was, just write down what you achieved, even if you achieved part of it or none of it, write that down to this question. Here's an example. If your goal was say to save $20,000, but you only end up saving 5. Write down you saved $5,000, right? That's what you achieved last year. You want to write down the 20,000 goal, you want to you want to make note that you had a 20,000 goal, but you want to write down you achieved 5. So regardless of the result you achieved, though, I want you to celebrate it and note it, but don't judge it. So if you only achieved 5 and not 20, don't say, "Oh, I missed my goal. Celebrate the fact that you saved $5,000. That's incredible. Don't beat yourself up because you didn't do 20. What we're going to do is analyze why so that if you set the similar goal or a different goal for next year, that you know what you need to do to make sure you hit it. These these exercises are not designed to beat you up or judge you. They're just designed to give you data that will support you to ensure that next year you achieve what you want. Next, question number two is what are all the actions that you took to get those results? Now here's the twist. You're gonna write down all the actions you did do as well as everything you didn't do. So again, if we're using the finance example, say you had a goal to save 20 grand and you saved five. What did you do? Well, maybe you were going to set aside seven fifty every paycheck, but instead you only set aside seven fifty in six of your paychecks, or maybe you only set aside three hundred per paycheck. So what you did, what you actually did do, was set aside three hundred per paycheck, right? Or maybe you set aside you um, you. Um, Set aside $750 every paycheck, but you also spent $10,000 to fix the roof on your house. Now, the brilliant thing about this question is that it gives you so much insight as to why you did or didn't hit your goal. It also lets you take into account all of the hard work that you did this over the course of the year. Now, this question is also not designed for you to beat yourself up. You're just gathering and reviewing data that helps you know exactly what happened. Many times when people do or don't hit their goals when asked how or why, they can't really pinpoint with any specificity what happened. But this exercise will help you know one way or the other, right? What did you do? What did you not do? Next, I want you to ask yourself question number three, how was I feeling when I took those actions? Now you're not asking yourself how you feel right now, but how you were feeling while you were saving that money and how you were feeling when you decided not to save the money. So be clear on the emotion. Were you feeling confident, defeated, fearful, shame, excited, determined, whatever, right? Be clear on the feeling for the actions that you took and what you were feeling that prevented you from taking certain actions. Don't write a sentence down here. Just write down one word to be sure it's an emotion. And why you were and why are you capturing that particular feeling? Because everything you do, you do because of a feeling. You take actions based on how you're currently feeling, or because of a feeling that you want to have. Right? We either do something because we want to feel great or we don't do something because we don't want to feel bad. So knowing how you were feeling will help you gain insight into why you took or didn't take certain actions. So again, using our savings example, if you were feeling fearful that maybe you wouldn't be able to pay a bill or pay all your bills for the month, you may have chosen not to save as much as you planned. But maybe when you were feeling determined, you probably stuck to your predetermined amount, no matter what. You see, how you feel will dictate the actions that you take. So you want to capture what was the feeling. And then the fourth question you want to ask yourself is, what did I think or believe about the goal I set? So sometimes we set goals because we think we should or because they sound good. But deep down, we don't really believe we're going to achieve it. For example, when maybe you set the 20, save $20,000 goal, your thought was, that's a lot of money. I'll never be able to save that much money. If that was your thought, it's not surprising that you would feel fearful every time it was time to take money out of your paycheck and put into savings. Or maybe your thought or belief was, I need my money. If I had a, If I have extra, I'll put it aside, but I'm not gonna just put money aside. Again, if you're feeling doubtful about your goal, then you won't take the action you need to achieve it. However, if you set that goal and your belief was, I got this and I'm going to commit to it no matter what, then you may have felt determined or confident. And so you took the action, which allowed you to hit the $20,000 goal. Now examining your head, where your head was at, not only when you set the goal, but every time you took action on that goal, will help you see how your thoughts and beliefs impacted the results you had every step of the way. It's important to gauge your thoughts and why you may have been in or out of belief so that in the future when you set goals, you have better awareness of how that mind is working, how that sneaky brain of yours may be working. So that's the review stage. Take a look at all of this newfound information and spend time examining it and understanding it before you move on to the next step. And the next step, step two, is called set. And in this stage, you're going to set your new goals for the year. This is a two-part stage process. So stage one is set one goal for each of the four areas that I explained to you before of your life. Now, once you do that, I want you to prioritize the goals and settle on the one that's most important for you to accomplish this year, Again, like I said, you may look at all these goals in your life and realize the most pressing goal for you is to really spend more time with your family, or maybe the most pressing goal for you is to get a promotion this year, right? You want to look at the one goal you want to set in those areas and really decide which one is the one I really want and need to lean into this year. Now, I can almost hear you say, what about the other three if I'm only picking one, well, the truth is, when you go all in on one goal, everything else in your life will up level as a byproduct of you working on that goal. Your focus, your discipline, the emotional management, and your mindset will all level up, which will help you make better decisions in those other areas or those other goals that you wanted to set for yourself. In many ways, you'll probably be creating momentum and moving the needle on the other areas while you're fully leaning into the one goal that you have your sights set on, right? So don't think if you lean into the one goal that you're not also working on the others or great things aren't happening in those other areas of your life. Now, step stage two is to outline your goals using the same questions that you asked yourself in step one, but they sound a little bit different. For example, question number one, what's the result you want to achieve? Again, that one goal you decided upon. Number two, what actions do I need to take to achieve that goal? And here you want to be super specific, right? So, Maybe the goal is to set aside 750 dollars per paycheck, like the example we've been using. And then what actions and behaviors do I need to stop to achieve my goal? And here again, be super specific. Maybe it's no new clothing purchases for the year. Number three is what do I need to feel to take those actions? And again, we're looking for one word. What do you want to feel that's going to motivate you to stay committed to that goal? And then four, what do I need to believe or think consistently to generate that feeling? And again, this is a phrase. So what is it that you need to believe about the goal that is absolutely possible, that you have everything you need to make it happen, that no matter what, you're going to get it done, that you believe in yourself, what, whatever it is that you need to hold on to, that you truly believe, not some happy mantra, but something that you truly can hold on to that generates the feeling that'll help you take the action. That's what's going to make the difference in the world. So I want you to be as detailed and as specific as possible for number two, right? All the actions you need to take and stop doing and make sure you keep that belief or thought from question number one. Um, from, I'm sorry, for the fourth question, what do you believe or think in front of you every day for a year? Okay. Place a sticky note on your bathroom mirror or make it your screensaver. Meditate on it every morning before you start your day, but keep that thought in front of you so that it can generate the feelings to take the actions and get the results that you want. Don't limit yourself to the answers in number two. In fact, if you end up with two pages of actions to take and behaviors to stop, great. Because specificity is key, so leave no stone unturned. This will keep you from telling yourself, I don't know what to do or how to achieve my goal. You'll tap into your own eternal wisdom to achieve the results that you want. Now, on to step three, which is called prep. Now this step is all about preparing and positioning yourself for success. You'll do this by spending time getting super clear on what potential obstacles or roadblocks may keep you from achieving your goal. That's right, you're gonna be proactive here. You're gonna write down everything you can think of that may get in your way. That can include anything from managing your self-confidence to managing your calendar and creating boundaries to needing to hire a financial planner. Like, list them all. What are all the obstacles and the things you need to get over or roadblocks, potential roadblocks that you see in your way? Now, here's the secret sauce. And this is why 86% of people don't achieve their goals. For each and every obstacle, you want to write down how you're going to overcome that obstacle. What are you going to do when self-doubt creeps in or you're not feeling confident? How are you going to get your calendar under control? What are the steps to create boundaries? What boundaries do you need to create? When are you going to hire a financial planner? How will you fit the cost of a financial planner in your budget? Get the point? What are the obstacles and what are you going to do to overcome them? You want to be thorough about potential roadblocks and clear about how you'll overcome each and every one of them. That is key to achieving your goal and the step that very few even acknowledge, let alone act upon and take. And that's it. Review, set, and prep. Those are the three steps you need to take to achieve your goals and ensure you get what you want. As I said, I've added a worksheet in the show notes to help you follow these steps so that you can write it all down. Feel free to make copies because you will need to to make sure you capture everything so that you can create a plan that will bring you success in the new year. And that's it, Rebels. And that's a wrap for Season 5 of the podcast. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in February for the start of, I can't believe it, Season 6. How great is that? And thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this journey with me. Here's to achieving your goals and to getting what you want this year and every year to come. Until next time, have an amazingly rebellious week. Take care. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.CarolParkerWalsh.com forward slash career-rebel-academy. I can't wait to see you there.